TTB Music Podcast. Happy New Year! Well, say Happy New Year. Well, you do. This is is the uh, Friday the 20th of January, and we're now a couple of hours into the land of Trump. Yeah. Trumpton. Yeah. So let's inaugurate this new year. Yes. Cheers, Mr. Trumpton. Yeah, you've driven us to drink already, Donald. Uh, Mm. Yes. Anywho... Also, since, <laughs> since, since since we last met up, we were commiserating on all those people that died, and then some more died. <laughs> would, would you, wouldn't you believe it? In between us doing that and yeah. us actually putting out the thing, we then lo- we then lost uh, a quo, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Parfit, and yeah. also George Michael. Gosh, <laughs> of course, yeah. yes. yes. I think that they both were on the yeah. same day as well. I yeah, think, yeah. My my word. Yeah. So what a year. We'll hold off the tribute. Yes. Uh, yeah. Gosh. That was all 2016, though. This is true. We're all 2017 now. Yes, and everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And dandy. <laughs> and everyone's going to live. Yes. Forever. Yes. And ever. Yes. Amen. So, speaking of living... Yeah. Let's get on with what we does. So, for... Regular listeners, I'm sure there were a couple. Uh, what we tend to do with the first podcast of the year is we look at the BBC's um, Sound of Choices, which we'll be doing at the end of the podcast. Before that, we've got a couple of new albums. Uh, one from Run the Jewels, which is Run the Jewels three, unsurprisingly their third album. And then you and me, at, you me at I keep saying you and me at six, yeah. but it's just you me at six, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. You me at six, night people. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to throw in a couple of EPs as well. So Yay. we've got a EP, not the actual events from Nine Inch Nails, and the No Plan EP from David Bowie because we hardly ever mentioned David Bowie in this podcast. I know. It's it's like it's almost like. We haven't mentioned him for years. Yeah. Actually, we didn't mention him for years. But we did. We kept, <laughs> we kept talking about yeah, him. we kept mentioning it anyway. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. yeah. So, let's start with rap. And the the, the return of LP and uh, Killer Mike with the third outing from Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels 3. Did it rock your boat? It did. It did. Um... um Probably, uh, let, uh, be fair, getting into this album, um, there's so much, uh, very reminiscent of albums that we listened to last year of a similar genre. Yeah. Um, but actually, uh, I, I really enjoy. I certainly enjoy, probably enjoyed the first half more than the second half. Yes, I'll be wheeling out the same cliches this year, folks. Um, uh, in in terms of in terms of you know the consistency and the sort of inventiveness. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's. As with albums that are of a similar ilk, you know, it, it, it's entertaining. This was very entertaining. Um, now, we're going to come to another record in a moment, which I won't spoil. But this was mu- this was very entertaining in terms of in terms of my music listening. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pull out specific tracks because actually it, it kind of it kind of it's not that sort of album. And in fact, particularly at the beginning, it sort of flows quite nicely. 
one to the other to the other to the other um and the sort of the sort of it very reminiscent as well of um gigs which we yeah last year last year as well uh in terms of that sort of style that you know sets up sets up a story tells the story and um yeah no i, I really enjoyed this album he said something up quickly uh, I, I like it, but uh, um, I, I mean, I own the previous two two albums as, uh-huh. as well. And the, so, how does this compare? So, I, I like it, but with reservations. Oh, okay. Since uh, I think there's a slight element of um, diminishing returns uh, okay. creeping into the oh, thing. Okay. What I, when, when I do like it, and why I, I like them as an act generally is, is, is I think they are a duo that work well together and their their voices and the yeah. kind of interaction between works very very well um and they kind of naturally bounce off one one another and i think as you said i think the, the first half of the album in particular in particular this works really really well um as you say there's some quite funny stuff going on they managed to get brexit in there with <laughs> on, on, on hey kids so you know anyone that can kind of get Brexit into their song deserves some kind of kudos, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Absolutely. Got uh, <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, the the kind of production style, I think, kind of kind of takes over the album on the second half of the re- that's record. Where I yeah lose track. Um, and kind of overshadows, I think, the the arrangements and the kind of production over, overshadows some of the actual songs as it go, goes on. <clears throat> Although bizarrely, actually, the production style reminded me in some ways of uh, Trent Reznor, who will be coming to mm-hmm. um, shortly, and I can actually quite ima- easily imagine kind of Run the Jewels and Nin doing a mm. collaboration mm. piece. Yeah, well, it's not been unheard of for him to to work with artists um, of similar genre. Um, so, so yeah, yeah okay, okay, I can see what you're saying, but I think I think I mean I just concur. That that production point, you feel that it, the production does take over, and you lose some of that ingenuity in the, the second half of the record. But not totally. I mean, it's overall, it's no, it's still a very, it's still a very enjoyable record. It is a solid album. It's a solid album. Uh, solid, solid, solid in a thumbs up. Solid. Yes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, solid in a just kind of meh yeah. kind of way is pretty much. The next album, yes. You Me at Six, Night yeah. People. Um, this is the uh, fifth studio album from the um, British uh, rock stroke metal band. Mm. The one Kerrang's uh, best British band back in 2011. And this is one of those albums that you kind of, you kind of put it on and you kind of go, yeah, it's all right. Um, and particularly the start. It starts, I think it starts off actually quite brightly with uh, Night People and plus one, the opening two tracks, and you're kind of going, oh, it's kind of that kind of bush, three doors down, mm. who obviously play the, mm. the yeah, <laughs> band that we don't really mention anymore now that they're That's it. playing Trump they're stuff as well. Career. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of starts off that, and you're thinking, oh, yes, this, this is kind of all right. And then it kind of slides into kind of Nickelback doing uh, an impression of Coldplay yeah. in the kind of middle chunk of the yeah. album. Um and then it kind of picks up again a bit towards the end. Like I quite liked um, a couple of the tracks towards the uh, latter half of the, the re- record. Uh, I think it might be Spell It Out, uh, which was quite a nice kind of ballady thing that kind of built quite nicely and was actually, I was actually thought, yeah, that's all right. 
but overall, and it's quite a short record. Let's do the positive things as well. It's 35, yeah. 35 minutes long, so it's 10 tracks, gets through it quite quickly. And like I say, I just kind of, on the couple of listens I gave it, I just ended up thinking, yeah, it's fine. In a, you know, I wouldn't seek it out to put on, especially, but if someone was playing it or any of the tracks came on the radio, I wouldn't be kind of reaching to kind of no. switch to something else either. It's, like I said, solid in a kind of, just, yeah, not yeah, just kind way. of yeah. average rock band. So yeah. my, you've touched upon it. My issue with this album is, it's it's the it, the point you made about Coldplay. I wasn't thinking Coldplay, but I know exactly where you're coming from. It's that sort of very sort of bland, um, very well put together uh, rock music, um, and obviously with the stereo cranked up to eleven, and they've made it sound louder. But it's it's very it's very safe. Yes, I find it a very safe record, um, and I find it as a sort of record. If you if you really like rock, if you really like metal, this is, this isn't really for you. This is something for the kids. Yes, uh, uh, so, yes, uh, and what it lacks as well is it doesn't even have that kind of fun thing. So, so at least if you've got bands like um, you know that, uh, that Aussie band we did the last, last year with you. Five Seconds of Summer, or oh, whatever, yes. which got you know, <laughs> just jolly, jolly pop rock kind of kind of stuff, but kind of stuff that actually made you kind of smile and made you want to kind of like, you know, you can imagine actually getting up at a gig and actually, yeah, you know, enjoying it. Whereas this is kind of you're just thinking, this is a kind of rock album for sitting on the sofa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or being in a teenage bedroom. Well, as a teenager, uh, you know. So you know, it's that. Uh, glad I clarified that. Uh, um, so you know, it's a sort of it's a safe environment record, is what I'm saying. It's, it, I don't, I did, I didn't find it challenging. No, it's not challenging at all. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on to our new EP section. Oh, which is a one-off, I feel. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> almost certainly a one-off. Uh, we're doing EPs, folks. It's yeah. 2017, and we'll start with the posthumous release uh, from David Bowie, No Plan EP. Um, which features four tracks, uh, all of which uh, had previously appeared on the original cast recording of Lazarus, the play musical that he wrote, mm-hmm. and includes the track Lazarus itself, which is also on the, the last album. So essentially we've got three tracks that we haven't dealt with before. Uh, are they three tracks worth listening to, Peter? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um... Of course, you know, and we're going to, um, and this is obviously when an artist sadly passes away um, and, and, you know, before one feels their time, um, you're always going to get uh, those tidbits sort of flying out, you know, those little nuggets, things tucked away that were recorded in the same session. What I like about this EP is that it does actually feel like a bona fide independent release that is to say independent of events independent of of previous products or albums that have come out um obviously there's the link to lazarus and there's the link to the stage play yes um you feel that that he could have dropped this had he still been with us and uh and and, and i would be fine i've been challenging my uh brother-in-law around uh a theory that we have that, um, well, I think it's my theory, or maybe it's wishful thinking. I still believe there's something tucked away somewhere 
that you know is going to suddenly appear um, maybe that is just wishful thinking maybe that's part of the grieving process <laughs> if you want to look at it more deeply um, so, so here's a taster of that and, and this did come out on the anniversary yes, right? yes. or just the eve of the anniversary so it, it's obviously it was obviously there there was obviously a plan to put <laughs> plan uh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, sorry uh, to put put this out and those songs uh, those people those people that have been to see the play unfortunately I wasn't looking up but but and I want to see that have and um, I said you know it fits perfectly with the the story of of the play which is very much the story of his career yeah no. Uh, so, so in terms of the EP itself, so what's what enough? Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, the, the, everything I think released now that we've not heard before is is going to be ever so much more. It's going to be ever so much more valuable to yeah. us. And actually, this is quite. This is this is all right. It's quality stuff. It's not. It's not like a cast off or a take that we didn't need to hear. No, what I like about it is it's obviously it, it's it's. As well, it's three, four very different mm. sounding tracks. Mm. As well, because there are obviously four yeah. different points in the uh, in the play as well. So, so no, no plan is very, very, very much your kind of sprawling jazz, not really mm. song, song. Yeah, uh, and you've got killing it all t- t- time, which is basically kind of tin machine, scary monsters. <laughs> Outside, yeah. kind of, yeah, Bowie, big, yeah. big rock guitar riff, big tune, and then when I met you, which is just quintessential acoustic guitar based arrangement, kind of Bowie sing along ballad, yeah. really, yeah. and kind of almost kind of a fitting kind of end, really, to to the whole Lazarus. Uh, Blackstar. Yeah, the Blackstar period. period. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought Blackstar in itself was a fitting end, uh, but obviously that wasn't the intention. I mean, we saw this came out, and a few days before that, we had the excellent, I don't know if you saw it, the, the documentary. Um, mm, the yeah. last five years. Um, so this to get this at the same time as, as that documentary being fresh in the mind was actually a nice bonus, if you will. Um, so I, I, I encourage anyone to, to download it, particularly Barry fans. If you haven't already, my goodness, I can't imagine you haven't. But this you. is true. Similarly speaking, I'm sure anyone who is li- likely to uh, download uh, uh, Nine Inch Nails, not the actual events, has also probably done so as well. <laughs> true. Um, uh, second EP from the band, first one was a long, long time ago, apparently. Um, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I guess we're, I guess we're talking about broken, aren't we? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, I hadn't thought of that. But yes. So it's a five-track EP. Um, yeah. As my research tells me, this is the first time that uh, Atticus Ross has been credited as an official member of mm. Nine Inch Nails, as opposed to just erstwhile collaborator. Yeah. Uh, not that it makes that much difference to be perfect. Um And this is. I'm I'm kind of torn on the whole of this thing. Um, Trent, in a way, sums up my feeling in, in the opening very short short track um, when he sings. Feels like I've been here before, and 
I have that feeling about much of this EP, mm. um, particularly since that particular track just reminded me of getting smaller off with teeth, mm. um, which was a better track. Mm. Been, um, but it's, it's, it sounds like, most of it sounds to me like a continuation of the areas they've been exploring together on the soundtrack stuff yeah um and because of that it's a bit for me a bit kind of dis disconnected um apart from um uh, idea of you uh, which i actually really, really like yeah um but the rest of it funny enough there's hints of bowie across the uh, across the ep particularly from outside period again mm. and also some nods to diamond dogs in the arrangements uh, some of the things, but overall it's fine, but yeah. it doesn't really grab me. And it's, it's definitely one of these things I'm thinking, if I'm going to reach to put on Nine Inch Nails thing, mm. an album or whatever, mm. I can't imagine I'm, there are many occasions where I'm going to be reaching for this. I hadn't made the connection, but it's funny that you mentioned Broken, because Broken in my mind is one of their or one of his <laughs> standout pieces of work yeah um this isn't in the same league uh and i'd say that as a a committed member of the trent resner whatever he does nine inch nails club um it it it's it, sadly for me it's it's not it's not in the same league it feels very much like a continuation of um last album hesitation marks Yes. Um, well, and, and as for Atticus Ross being, you know, official member of that, don't think it makes a difference because they've clearly been working together in some capacity now for the last 10 years. Um, I, 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 was, I was disappointed, if I'm honest. Uh, I will go back and listen to it again and again and again and again and again. Uh, but to be quite, to be quite honest, I, I found it... Um, I, I just found it a little flat. There are moments in there. Um, I mean, she's gone away, and the idea of you. There was one brilliant moment when I was very much harking back to. Um, it was either with teeth or the fragile. Hmm. Uh, in terms of the, they've actually taken, almost taken a previous riff from one of those albums and built on it, um, which is fine. But it, then it just gives you that sense of, well, are we getting into, this is what Nin sounds like, territory? Yes. It's not, it's not new and yet it's not, it's not a progression, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. That's yeah. kind of what I thought about it. It's, it's, yeah. That was the slight disappointment for me that it just mm. wasn't particularly anything that was driving it forward no. that made me kind of think, uh, yeah, this is either him going in one particular direction or trying to hone anything else. It just seemed to be a bit lacking focus, bizarrely. Yes, and actually, I also listened to this um, around the um, around Christmas. I also picked up uh, Before the Flood, which is a soundtrack that that, that they released in yeah. Atticus Ross released towards the tail end of last year was the soundtrack to the documentary of the same name um, and they collaborated on that with a couple of artists including Mogwai yeah. Mogwai do you remember them? Mogwai. yes I do um, 
And with that album, those bits that were the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross components, you did feel a progression on from the the soundtrack stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly the the, the, the the social network was blisteringly good. Was um, the girl with the dragon to two lengthy, still okay, and then Gone Girl was a little bit. Mm. But uh, I, I felt. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, before the floods, really cool, really ambient, really good. So then, when you listen to this, it, obviously it's immediate contrast in style, but you feel that, that the ploughing the soundtrack um, vein, I think, is is actually the way to go. Yeah. In terms of this collaboration. So. Hmm. So on that high note... Yeah, sorry. That high note on a band we both like. Yeah, I know. Let's move, the band. Yeah, let's move on to BBC's Sound of 2017 yeah. and uh, the top five artists mm. who were, for anyone who wants to know, uh, fifth was uh, Nadia Rose, who is from Croydon. Uh, fourth, Georgia Smith from Warsaw. No. Third, Ray, with an E. Yeah. At the end, uh, um, who's from Tooting, Stroke Croydon, two Rag and Bone Man, who's from yeah, Sussex somewhere, and uh, <laughs> the token token bloke in the list actually. A token bloke. And yeah. number one is another Ray, but Ray B L K, which must be the sound for black. It's Ray Black. Yeah. Yeah. But actually stands for building, living, and knowing, according to the lady herself, who's from Catford. Ah. Okay. Got so. Got to be kind then. Yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, there's five, public, yeah? five <laughs> artists. I think it's safe to say that uh, the overarching theme of the, the five is certainly um, kind of urban R&B themed. Yeah. Were there any standouts for you, Peter? Um, yeah, a couple. A couple. Um, I... Really enjoyed Nadia Rose. Yeah. Um, really, I thought, original. Um, again, comes back to the sort of, the way, that, the innovative way in which I feel that uh, rap and the spoken word is moving, which is great. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And um, I say Ray Black as well. Uh, I thought she was... Um, I said it's a it's a it's a pull between her and Georgia Smith actually, in terms of the sing the singer songwriter sort of style. Yeah. Um, if you if you know where they're going. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think Georgia has has a, um, a mm. cracking. She's really nice. Cracking voice, voice and she's been compared to Amy yeah. Winehouse in a yeah. couple of reviews and stuff. Yeah. She definitely has that kind of old jazz soul yeah. vibe thing going on. And it, it, actually, Georgia Smith was of of the five. All of which were heavily influenced in some way or other by R and B. Yes, um, not a guitar in sight. Uh, Actually, no, there is a guitar. Yes, there is a guitar on the, um, something in the way. I think it's something in the way by uh, George Smith. Is a really yeah. nice uh, jazz jazz guitar solo. So, so uh, I th- actually thought George Smith was the um, probably edges it for me, but I, I appreciate that Ray Black is uh, um, from Catford, so she from wins. Catford, so she wins. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, like, I liked her voice, and I think, um, I'm trying to think, the, the song of hers, I really like, um, My Hood, 
which is written about Catford, yeah. is a really, really cracking tune. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a standout tune. Uh, the other, the other stuff from hers, I was um, slightly less uh, Im- impressed with, partly because, and this is, it's a kind of criticism, but an unfair criticism to a certain extent. She's very, very she sounds very, very polished. Mm. I mean that, I, I, that in a good, good way, but also. You can tell that a lot of her vocal influences are are American because she's sat uh, vocal vocally mm-hmm. until she starts singing about Catford. Yeah. On my hood, yeah. you would never guess until that point. Yeah. That she was British at all, yeah. um, which is not something I think you can say about um, some of the other artists, particularly um, uh, Nadia. Yeah. Nadia Rose. Um, uh, her, al- her album actually highly flammable which came out towards the end of last year which I think is just about to be re-released strangely oh, okay. enough mm-hmm. uh, is my album with the podcast uh, <laughs> very good uh, it is it's, it's, it's a cracking record yeah. a really really enjoyable record actually it kind of mixes uh, London grime mm-hmm. with kind of mixture between kind of straightforward rap and spoken rap in the kind of mm-hmm. style of kind of speech to bell kind of things like that yeah. um you know what, and Puddy Cat, particularly of her, her tracks, just brilliant. So anyone that's kind of grew up liking uh, Tweety Pie and Sylvester, mm. Sylvester will get off on Puddy mm. Cat. A tour, a tour of Puddy Cat. And nobody under the age of twenty-five even gets that reference. Indeed, <laughs> but clearly this lady does. Yeah. Um, so that really, really like as as you talked about George Smith, there's a, she's, there's a really beautiful song by her called "So Long," which is a kind of piano. Ballad thing, which is really, really lovely. Um, should mention Rainbow Man because he's. We should, uh, um, because he seems ubiquitous. Yes, and he's all, all over Radio, radio <laughs> 2. And in fact, if you've managed to escape the last six months without hearing his song Human, you're doing mm. very, very well, and you clearly don't own a radio. <laughs> uh, and he, he, you know, he's, again, he's fine. He's got a cracking. Really cracking, cracking vo- really voice, voice, and blends. It tried to blend that kind of whole thing of of, of uh, trying to do modern R and B with a kind of taking the influences of hip hop and old style blues and very and beats and trying to blend it mm. into uh, some, something something more. And it, you know, it's, it's it, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be honest with you, it didn't set set me on fire. And then there's poor Ray, who have left left out. Oh, poor Ray! Uh, I've not mentioned at all. Yeah, who is fine, um, yeah. but I think is probably the weakest link of the the five on the mm. shortlist, and and yeah. she would have been definitely bottom of my list. Yeah. Um, but the ones considering it is a, a like, as you said, it is pretty much an R and B. It's R and B list. Yeah. Uh, Reasonably good quality. It is. It is good quality across the list. Uh, well, certainly across the the top five. Um, I just feel that with a list like this, um, and I, admittedly, I've not gone further down the list and had a look. I had. There was one really good rock band on it. Yeah, I, really I, good I, rock I band. Heard there was one further down, but but a, a little bit of diversity or variety. You know. Yeah. It's, if it's the best of. You know, the, the you know it's the best of the best of. Well, they've clearly decided the sound of twenty seventeen is yeah. is modern R and B. Exactly. Um, so, so I, d- I don't know. Let's see how that plays out. Indeed, we shall see. How many other R and B albums we uh, <laughs> end up reviewing in the yeah. uh, in the year? Uh, 
And that's it for the first podcast nice. of 2017. I should say hello to our new listeners. Because from time today, they've been listening to the Christmas oh, podcast. Oh, that's nice. Oh, hello. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I made a boyfriend listen as well. Oh, hi. Yeah. Thank you, sir. So, that's our, I say, our viewing figures. <laughs> Three. Uh, yeah, yeah, our viewing figures. <laughs> two. <laughs> two people that are in the room doing this. Yeah. Our listening figures. Up again. Excellent. So year on year, um, we got stuff coming up. Hopefully, yes. We're the, there are albums coming out in the next uh, three months from Ryan Adams, Elbow, Ty Siegel, Horse Thief, Alison Crutchfield, who was uh, part of Wackahatchie, who we album reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Big Wreck, Rag- Bowman, who was Big Bad, uh, Return of Samfer, ah. uh, Jessica Hoop, Return of Marilyn Manson. Ooh. And the album from Laura Marling as well. Yeah. So we'll be reviewing not necessarily all of these, but no, some of these. Of those. I can't believe you left Depeche Mode off this list. Well, it's not meant to be coming out until, until, until later on really? in the year, apparently. Oh, I'm excited already. Yeah. <laughs> Man can dream. Or on that note.